Welcome back to the show, Ra Ra Radio. I'm Kaya, and each week we take students from across our school to find the best recommendations for things we read, watch, and listen to. Then we recommend them to you. This week on the show, we are going to be talking about Wings of Fire, and we have Libby, Daniel, and Jack here to tell you why you should check it out. Wings of Fire is a thrilling book series written by Tuiti Sutherland. It's an epic fantasy saga set in the world of dragons, filled with adventure, friendship, and the struggle between good and evil. The series stands out for its imaginative world-building, unique dragon characters, and engaging plotlines. The book follows the journeys of young dragon protagonists, each from a different dragon tribe, as they navigate conflicts, discover their own strengths, and try to bring peace to their land. With its fast-paced storytelling and relatable characters, Wings of Fire captivates readers, especially those around 15 years old. The combination of action, humour, and themes of loyalty and self-discovery resonates with young readers, making it a popular choice among them. If you're keen to get the books, you can get them from your local library or you can go visit the children's bookstore in Kilburnie. Welcome to the studio, guys. Hi. Hi. What's one reason you guys think someone should check it out? I think that this series is perfect for any fantasy or dragon lovers. Um, the character background is really cool as well because um, in this, like, there's like sub-series and um, it gives some of the minor characters quite a lot more background than you would get in a series where it's just the main plotline and there's no other little sort of side quests. The depth of the world just... When you're reading the book, it just feels like you get sucked in and you're in that world watching things happen. It's happened to me before, multiple times. And it sort of, it makes the reader feel more like involved in the series. With, And there's also a lot of culture from the different tribes, which corresponds quite well to like real life. What was you guys, is like one of your favorite things that really like built up the world around Wings of Fire? I like the detail that's put into the landscape. Yeah, with the maps at the starts of the books. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be quite weird to have it in real life, but there's like deserts that border on like tun- like icy tundras and like forests that go on savannas and stuff. I truly like how there is so much war going on. <laughs> it it kind of sounds crazy, but it's fun. I th- and the first book, it was Queen Oasis' death. And then her three descendants that all fought it out. To the death. The terrible ones. <laughs> yeah. With more death. <laughs> and the, uh, all the war gives, um, it gives quite a lot of, like, emotion. Like, it, it makes some of the emotions seem very, like, raw and real in the books. What do you think of the actual books themselves? Like, how easy would you say they are to read as, like... Um, like an early teenage sort of age. I like how they're short, but not too short. And long, but not too long. Each book is like really small, but packed with so many twists that sends shivers down my spine. Every, like at the end of every chapter, I literally almost fall out of my bed because there is a plot twist. Every time. What, something that makes them sort of easy to read is they still are substantial enough to be called a novel instead of like a short story, but it won't take you like weeks to read it. I like how action-packed it is. At times it's like, it seems like everything's going all right. And then boom, it's like, like you can never quite let down your guard. The chapters don't get boring. Like there, there isn't like a, I don't think there's a single chapter in the series that where it's like the book could have done without it. Like it would change the plotline if you took out some of the chapters. Every night I'm reading a series. I'm reading the series. I read it until 
until my mother comes to put me to bed and have really fun with that because I get to tell her all the funny stuff and then my mother tells me to shh because my little sister's down below sleeping. In every book there's a different character who is whose point of view it's from which um, keeps up with all the different tribes. So I think there's, well, there's at least like one or two from each tribe, so you, you really get to know like each part of the world. And each point of view gives you like a different perspective on what events happened and what things will happen and how they sort of see their tribe and wh who they think is like evil and good. It's quite interesting. It's surprising how, like, the Dragonettes of Destiny grew up to six, and apparently that's very old in Dragon Age. I bet they're kind of like cats or dogs. Um, well, Dragon Age is almost... It's, like, a little bit over a third of what human age would be, so they would be about 16, 17 years old if they were humans, which is why the humans in the series have much older ages than the dragons who are older. The graphic novels are just as great. You get to see them with pictures. And sometimes when I do it, I, I um, read the graphic novels to up where I was reading. And then I continue reading and I've got a good picture of my, in my head of what the places and dragons look like. With the graphic novels, it's quite interesting to see how they sort of take in the different kingdoms because some of them look quite different to what you think they would have looked like if you only read the novels, but they really tried to stick to what the books so talked about. So, Jack, what's your main reason why people would check this series out? Even though it's set in a fantasy world, the characters are dealing with um, real-life problems. Well, you see the main protagonist, they're sort of putting their own smaller problems aside. Like, when they have own fights but they have to put them aside to go and well do what a main protagonist does and save the day oh, and what are you guys favorite tribes from like the book series sandwin they're like as well as being like having the biggest con like uh, of the continent they're actually like kind of messed up because they got like the entire reason of the war with burn and blaze and blister and they're all and like that's like they're all sandlings and that's like kind of where it started that there's literally the reason they started the war and they're all sandlings and yeah, and then there's the Scorpion Den, which is, like, an even more messed up place. And it's quite interesting to see how they survive out in the desert with only a few small oases to feed from, because they can go for a very, very long time without food and water. They're called ice wings, right? Yeah, ice wings. I forgot about ice wings for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Ice wings are cool, except for, like, again, like the sand wings, are kind of messed up. It's quite fascinating to see with the rain wings how they live alone in the rainforest which is probably the most dangerous part of the continent and everyone still thinks they must be the most lazy useless tribe but they haven't had any contact with any other tribes for about well a very long time it's somewhere around i well they've been living in the rainforest for at least two thousand years and we know from the darkstalker novel but it was quite interesting to see how much they'd changed from because some of the characters in the books, there's a quote, it's like, I remembered when we used to need our venom to protect ourselves, but they don't anymore because their homes are camouflaged. They can camouflage themselves and everyone thinks they're lazy, so they don't care about them in the war. But actually, they're clever because they don't need to protect themselves. So when it comes to the time when they do need to protect themselves, they can just sort of go and do it and they don't have to think of strategy as much because they haven't like been in like battle training 
So they just kind of do whatever comes to mind and most of the time it works out because they are quite deadly. My favourite tribe is probably the Ice Wings because you don't really hear a lot about them. Like they're kind of just like there almost. For me it feels like they know more than they're like willing to let on. I feel like some of the reasons why they don't appear as much as in, in the books is because none of the other tribes can get into their territory because otherwise they would just instantly freeze to death or get stabbed by the ice cliff. One of the, if you've read the novels, one of the secrets that um, the ice wings have is the, the rings. Um, the ice wings from like very, ever since they like knew about animus magic, ice wings have had ways to control it, whereas the other tribes just disregarded all the warnings about the soul losing and stuff. But the ice wings were like, you can do this and this, and then you have to stop so that you don't go homicidal. Yeah, animus is quite cool, but I like how sparkly they are, just like Kinkachu says. Sparkly, ominous, glittery ice wing. Um, what, what would your guys' favourite characters be from, like, the whole first part of the book, I'd say? Well, the, like, the whole series. Kibley, definitely. He's from the, um... Scorpion Den? Scorpion Den, yeah. Yeah, and he's a sad one. He's really smart, too. Definitely, and he's, he can assess, like, if, you, if, he's, if he walks into a room, the first thing he'll think is how to escape, like, what any threats were, um, like, any sort of weapon he could use, and, um he'll practically be safe that way so then if anyone say tries to ambush him then like he could escape without them even touching him well he did grow up under an assassin for the first three years of his life so that would give something my personal favorite where i think i'm all going to the next five books i like moon moon watcher she is a nightwing comes Raised by her mother, I think. She was raised by her mother partly, but she also kind of raised herself as well. And her mother's name was Secret Keeper, which is kind of fitting. One of my personal favourite characters has to be Anemone, because the amount of character development that she gets throughout the book, starting off as the sort of the prissy younger sister who's grown up um, under her mother, who's the queen of the sea wings. So she got quite spoiled, but she also seems quite lonely and then throughout the later books, she goes kind of insane, but then she manages to like bring herself back and become someone who can actually be friends with others. Thanks for coming in today, guys. Thanks, great being here. No problem. Had a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks. This week's show was hosted by Kaya. Recorded and edited by Vandika, our guests were Jack, Libby and Daniel. Thanks as always to Chris Johnson, Raro Intermediate and the Children's Bookstore for supporting the show. Our theme music is by Logan Hart. You can follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or via our website. Tune in next time for more recommendations. And here's a last piece from each of our guests. Daniel? I definitely recommend The Hunger Games. It's a thrilling series. Libby? I recommend Heartstopper, full of all sorts of drama, and it's a lovely series. Jack? I recommend Maze Runner. It's filled with scares and... It's good thriller. Bendika? I recommend Dogman because it's a good comedy 
series. CJ? I recommend checking out The Inheritance Cycle. The first book is called Aragon, and it's about Aragon and his dragon, uh, Sephira. And I would also recommend checking out the Magisterium series. It has the same fantasy feel, but it's possibly even more relatable to real life than Wings of Fire is. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.